and welcome to a post-match reaction to Utah Warriors versus Austin Elite, brought to you by Driving Mall. Hi, I'm Paul, the guy behind Driving Mall, your best place for rugby opinion and predictions. So uh, get in and see all the stuff. The game finished 41-22, so relatively comfortable to the Warriors in the end to pick up their first victory of the season. And joining me is the non-other UAE, UAE, UAE Eagle? No, no, no. USA Eagle. Tony <laughs> <laughs> Riddle. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you, Paul. Oh, dear. All these tongue twisters. I don't, I don't happy know. Friday night, happy Friday night in Seattle. Or happy uh, uh, happy Saturday lunchtime over here, in, or yes, 3 p.m. in the afternoon over here in New Zealand. Yes, um, So it looked a bit like it was here today, basically wet uh, at, for the game. And that didn't help things uh, for, for either team uh, tonight, did it? You know, tonight was the night because I'm really watching these games very closely now for the quality of the individual players, teams, you know, just really taking a good close look at our professional league. Uh, I never really noticed before how uh, synthesizing the, the, the uh, turf field is and HDTV uh, is towards the game. So watching that game on HDTV, uh, when you couldn't see the rain pelting down, watching the game on HDTV, uh, you have a higher expectation, you know, and it's all clean because of the turf. There's no dirt or anything like that. You don't, it's hard to grasp why they're dropping the ball so much. And, and I don't think we're giving that enough credit. But later on in the show, when we talk about the game, I'll uh, give you my candid comments about the handling, regardless of the weather. And that's it. I mean, admittedly, we watched, uh, we was a Utah home game that we talked about last weekend as well. But I mean, they've got they've got a, they've got a, a turf pitch um, or an artificial pitch. You have up up in Seattle as well. Are they all right. are they all artificial pitches or is there, or are there some grass pitches as well out there? There are definitely some grass pitches. I think uh, Houston is definitely playing on grass. Nola as well. Um, but uh, you know it's the, it's the same situation as you've got across the world now with these pitches. Uh, there were a couple of boys that that Jensen uh, who who rambled up the. The field there before that last Utah try, maybe I, I can't remember if it was awarded or not, but he was ran a big lock. Uh, you know, it looked like he got brought down right onto his head, and, and you could see him holding his head after the after the play was over. You know, it's it's uh, <laughs> as a man who's been concussed many times, it's 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 an issue for sure. This these 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 turf fields for sure. Now they are. There are certain players, uh, and Jack Nowell is one in England who yes. famously never, who seems to, who always gets rested whenever they're playing Saracens or Newcastle, who have those that, that, that same style of pitch. Um, right. But, so so yeah, there are players who have knee injuries as well, who who, who find that, who anecdotally, because all right. the, all the research apparently says it's it's the same, um, but anecdotally right. say they don't like don't like playing on that kind of pitch. So right. Uh, so so that is interesting. Well, the, the the four pounds of titanium, or the, if I may, two kilos of uh, of uh, titanium in my left knee is twitching right now as you talk about stories of knee injuries and things like that. So, no, I get it. I I, I walked out on the Seawolves' new pitch, and it's fantastic. It's only been laid a few weeks, and and uh, it's just beautiful and soft, and the, it's very real feeling. But uh, when you're when you're hitting at an oblique at an angle. Um, I don't think that there's too much of a problem, but coming straight down onto that, on, on a turf field like that, it's it's brutal, brutal. There's nothing like it. And I think there is definitely an element of some of these, uh, some of these, um, uh, what I'm saying, some of these pitches take time to settle as well. 
Uh, and yes, the, absolutely. So I think you're going to see the bounce will change uh, as yeah. as, as, the Seattle's, as the Seattle as uh, Seattle pitch uh, beds in, uh, and so that's going to be interesting as well. To see well, that's how much, true. How that changes. Well, we'll talk about it a little at, right after the half, though. You look at Morath making that error right at the second half kickoff. He puts the ball deep, skids off the turf, goes in over the end line. So Austin scrum. Uh, Suniola takes that beautiful inside pass, a great, great offload to Hanko and Austin score a try, you know, within a minute of, of the second half starting because of an error on the kick that the turf field would have, you know, it, it would have made a difference. So the players have to get used to it as well, particularly as wet as it was tonight. It must have been really slick. Yes, but when it's a home team player doing that, uh, I've got less. Uh, sympathy when it's an away team player i have some sort of sympathy <laughs> absolutely sure they're supposed to be practicing on that yeah. and i guess actually the other thing we should talk since we're talking about home advantage is the travel that these teams are going through so for those for people who are in europe the teams jump in a coach drive up the road for an hour and they're at the next ground ready for a game right it's not the same over in the us is it i mean i, I saw i think i saw a comment that uh, austin ha- uh, even uh, had to fly via phoenix or something to get to to get to utah they're pretty, they're that, pretty might be, that might be correct. Yeah, well, they are. They are. But quite frankly, I mean, it's, it's you know, I don't know, door to door, maybe six or seven hours. You know, you're with 28, 30 or your mates, you know, going on a little rugby tour. Man, there's not, you know, uh, there, there, there's nothing to this travel continental in the United States. Nothing to it at all. I, this, well, it does mean that you, you, a day's taken up traveling rather than training or recuperating or whatever. Oh, definitely. So, hence oh, the, the, absolutely. The, the yeah, you're not driving an hour. Yeah. yeah. You're not driving an hour up the road. That's for sure. That's, you're on a plane every match. Um, Garrett, thank you for, for joining us. He has Utah finally showing some heart. Maybe the crowds will follow the W. To be fair, looking at the weather we've had in Utah the last two weeks, uh, even me as an avid, avid supporter would have, would have thought twice about going out and watching the game today. So uh, good on them. Uh, for, the, for those that did turn up, no, the, the the announcers at the end, Hightower even said he thought it was a pretty decent crowd, particularly considering the weather, and that everyone stayed till the end that was there. You know, so so you know it's a bummer about the weather getting people out there. Uh, you know, unfortunately, last week we had a couple of games in really weird time slots. You know, Thursday at eight o'clock kickoff. Okay, it looks like I might have lost uh, Tony briefly there, but yeah, the last week had the, the, the time zones. Hopefully, this week the the, the times will be a bit better uh, for, for kickoffs. Right. But yeah, with that weather, uh, that's not a. I, I, I'm I'm happy to to to, to give the fans the uh, benefit of the doubt on that one. Um, so it did start off wet. Oh, sorry, it started off um, kind of not raining but wet, uh, and um, I was I thought oh, the the announcers are just uh, playing it up at that point, and um, but early on. Uh, 13 for the elite, got a good break. And uh, when a lot of the game was was centered around the two 12s, who are two big boys, it was interesting to see one of the outside backs yeah. uh, get an, an early touch of the ball. because uh, And um, and from that, the elite got a, a penalty. Interesting to see them going for po- points rather than the corner. But maybe that was an element of the... And, and he missed it, unfortunately. Maybe that was an element of the, uh, yeah. of, of the conditions. Yeah. Paul, can you hear me okay? I can now, yeah. Oh, good, 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 good. No, I, yeah, the, 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 the battle of the 12s was great, right? You know, you had uh, the 36-year-old uh, uh, Roland Suniola, who had a beautiful game, particularly in the second half uh, and on the front foot. He, you know, he, he did some great, great stuff with the ball in hand. Setting up the Honko, I showed some brilliant skills from a crafty center. 
but you know, I don't know who was named the man of the match, but for me, there's no question it was Lasique. Uh, you know, creating things from nothing um, and defensively as well. He had a phenomenal game, and it was nice to see those two guys. You know, sort of head to head, old eagle to new eagle. It's good. It's good stuff. Yeah, and but lots we'll talk about the the, the tries that Lasique set up. But he, he was also happy to get in over the ball and turn over the ball as well. He was both he, he was a, a, a champion for them both on attack and defence. Definitely uh, for them. Absolutely, when they defended on the try, when they defended on the try, definitely, definitely. Yep. So, but it took um, it took the forwards actually at the end of the day to score the, to, to create the first try. Suddenly, Utah got some front foot ball, showed some offloading skills, which was very nice, uh, and some good hands that sucked in the the elite uh, defence and it spun wide and. They just had too many players, didn't they, Utah, um, out there? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, you know, the two styles were, were different. I, 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 thought, uh, I thought Utah did not show much structure at all. Uh, in general, I, I, I thought they play, uh, you know, it's like 15 guys playing sevens at times. However, that said, the athleticism of those guys, you know, uh, you got Lasique Polafau coming in as as substitute as a starter, and then having um, is it Vunicola, Vunicola? Yep. I think the, the 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 other center come in. You know some big bashing boys, big athletes. Jared Whippy had a great game, and then as they said, you've got the experienced Kurt Morath, who uh, who will be kind of a, an older figure. You know a, a a big brother figure to a lot of these Tongan players. So they've got a nice thing going there. But I didn't think their structure was great. I, I, I thought Austin, uh, before their first, it was nice to see Austin their first try. The, but before we got to the the Austin first first try, we had a so we had that try when we had another um, we had a pick and goes from the scrum uh, five meters out, um, and then it came out and the CK powered over for his first try. Uh, so both both the Utah tries early doors were were made by the forwards, uh, or, or came from a kind of forward set piece uh, before they before they released the backs, um, right? As you, as you say, and then sorry, you wanted to talk about the the Austin try, right? Well, the, the, I like the way they consolidated the ball. They didn't look they didn't look structured at all for the first twenty minutes. Uh, Austin put the ball in in the twenty eighth minute. And maybe three or four minutes leading up to that try, they consolidated the ball, ran through some phases in the forwards, and got a little sort of momentum, good, you know, feel to the to the flow of the game because they up until that time for 28 minutes they had had no flow in the game, um, and it, it was nice. That was a nice counter to the CK try. Uh, Austin could have folded right there, and it could have been a been a lot to a little at the end of the game. I really was impressed the way they came back to score that try, uh, relying on the. Uh Borrowed player from the uh, New York United or um, or United yeah. Rugby New York, whatever how the name is, right. to right. sneak over there. Right. Uh, being a little guy, right. always, always likes to see the little guys get a little bit of. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> He's a nice player, Walsh. Walsh, a very nice player. Yep. Yep. And then we had basically a, a, a good sort of felt like ten minutes of dominance by Utah just before half time. Quite a right. few penalties, and you're thinking, take the three, take the three. But they didn't. They kept on going for the corner. Uh, we, they, they picked up a yellow card because of a high tackle uh, from... Um, right. And then they decided that actually, you know, 
even though we can't see any dominance, our forwards there was a bit of a bit of macho-ness coming from the forwards, I think, and we had the the forwards demanding every penalty we're going to have a scrum, and eventually right, they got there. Right. But, as as an as as an ex uh, 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 someone who's in, in in that situation as a scrum calling for that scrum is is there is there some kind of, is there yeah. kind of a macho kind of we will push our push our way over here and perhaps they oh one hundred percent no question I mean I, yeah I played a few years ago but I'm sure the mentality is still the same uh, I, you know particularly when you're a man up in the scrum and you're you're you've got five meters to push the ball over. And now they're not going to let you necessarily push the ball over. There'll be a penalty try before that really happens because the scrum will have dissolved by then. So, so uh, a lot more penalty tries under the post as opposed to um, uh, guys actually touching the ball down now. But uh, to, to lose a tight head, to lose a tight head when you have a man advantage in the scrum five meters out, I was trying to rack my brain, you know, maybe I'll call some friends to see if I was ever in a scrum where that happened, but that's horrible. There, there's absolutely no excuse to lose that, to, to not only lose the scrum, but lose, but, excuse me, not to push the ball over, but to, to lose that scrum with a man advantage against the head. You know, the, the lack of killer instinct there in the forwards was horrible. Absolutely just non-existent. It was. You could see it in their eyes. I re- I replayed it, and you could just see it in their eyes. They just didn't look like they were interested. Which, uh, which is amazing. You've you've got the perfect opportunity to hammer it home, and and oh, they didn't. And you absolutely they they eventually managed to uh, get what he went out wide after a few phases. The ball hit the grass, and quite often when the ball hits the grass, the defence stand up or it confuses them. Luckily, it went to hand, and that's what actually meant what what, what breached the uh, the elite defence there, right. which. So they got you. Side definitely got lucky to go and go into the half time at twenty two seven, and you gave me a quick call at half time. Went, Paul, this is horrible, <laughs> didn't you, Lisa? <laughs> well, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm again, I'm looking at the quality of the game and 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 fair play to the conditions on the field. You know, it's very difficult to sit at your home and and comment on handling and things like that when the balls look like they're you know just like slick watermelons. Sometimes, I mean, there was a lot of balls just squirting out of people's hands. So, you know, and those are the conditions. So you've got to play those conditions and, and throwing the ball around like it's a sevens game probably isn't the best idea. But, um, uh, you know, it was, an, it, was an, it was a compelling first half. Uh, you know, in, in some ways I just thought it was very sloppy and I, and I thought the, the entire game there were far too many meters made off of first phase rugby. Uh, with some either poor systems or just poor tackling commitment or a combination thereof. Um, I, I just think the, the, the first phase meters was far too great for a professional, you know, for a first-class professional rugby game. And we talked about, we mentioned earlier about how the Utah Warriors are an unstructured and a bunch of players. And when you see the winger running, uh, thinking that basically the line of the sort of medical box Around the around the substitutes is the sideline, right? And he's, always, he's he's catching the ball out of play and running and trying to run down out of play. Like guys, no, this isn't this this is this is beyond unstructured. This is just getting silly right. now. And to right. see that from uh, from from Utah, where he was do, where we saw that from them, was was very poor. There was another time where they got the ball, and, and the commentator said the Utah need to get their attacking pods together because their players are just getting so isolated. 
there was no support around them. There's no support around. It was very, yeah, it was very um, sloppy. I mean, and maybe the weather has some things to do with that, but it was, it was very static. Uh, People, the backs having to play the ball off their back foot rather than the front foot moving forward. Uh, It just was pretty sloppy. What can we, what can we say? So yeah, things did improve a bit in the second half, even though it got wetter. I mean, we could really see the rain coming down in that second half. And um, we mentioned, you've already talked about uh, Austin's try there. That got them back into the game uh, at uh, 22-12. But to then give up a try straight afterwards uh, to to where the uh, they didn't claim the line out, the oh, so they didn't claim the restart. Restart bounces out. We have a line out. You lose your own line out in your own half. Um, and um, was that one? Uh, Oh no! Sorry, wrong one. No, sorry, the, the Warriors went down the field. This is the, the, it was the trick line actually. Sorry, they got that they got that score. Go on. Right, right. And then again, that's another first phase play that defensively is you know these teams have been together a while now. They would have planned for that type of you know play around the front of the lineout, but that's just you know that's like playing checkers one hundred and one. That play, I mean, you, you you know you guard that play and and and. Uh, uh, the first phase defense I just thought was was poor, and I'd like just to make a comment, you know, maybe to some coaches and younger players out there, potential captains on the field. Um, you know, the Morath kid had a great game. He's a wonderful number ten. You know, he, him and McGee and a, you know the a holder, a number of the tens in the league. Uh, Gilliman, Gilliman today was excellent, uh, but Morath kind of you know runs a nice game. It's like he doesn't even need to take a shower after the game, right? Um, the uh, <laughs> we got a shower uh, again. Show. I think I think. Well, oh God! Did he? Did he ever? Did he ever? Um, but I, but but I just thought you know making that mis- making that mistake and giving up those seven points by what is arguably a mental error, right? In, in a in a hotly contested professional rugby game, whether it's at this level, and these games are important, right? The, the, you know, there's a lot of people putting a lot of money, a lot of people paying a lot of things. They want to see performance and. Hopefully, the difference between these games will be that one mistake that is made, you know, by the one mistake where a kicker kicks it long and seven points results from it the other way. It's just a very, it's a, it's such a mental game that way that those those panel those type of mistakes have to get punished. And it was nice to see Austin do that today. It was. Austin punished them for that mistake. But we, there are too many mistakes out there at the moment that that that, that are getting. Back. I mean, you had because they had that point. Then immediately, Austin give a penalty in their twenty-two. Um, they kick to the yeah. corner. We have that, as you say, that chess piece right. clear right. trick try. And at that point, I put on Facebook because uh, I was watching on Facebook being international. Typed in, all right, yeah. that's that's it, game over uh, at twenty-seven twelve. And everyone's like, yeah, it's too early to call that. You can't say that. And I'm yeah. like, look, yeah. Yeah. The Austin Elite have to score uh, a three scores behind. They made one score in the first half. They've yep. not shown any way they're going to come. That they're going to come back. That's right. Uh, from it. That's right. They nearly made me eat my words, to be fair, but they got yep. a bit lazy and a bit tired at the at the, at the end, unfortunately. But well, was, let's put it this. Let's put it this way. About 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 ten or fifteen minutes before the end. Let me let me just see where the where the timing was. Uh, no, maybe 20 minutes before 20, when it was 27 22 at the 70th minute. Um, I started to re, I started to go, you know, Paul's going to ask for the man of the match, you know, and I was like, Lisike all the way. So I'm trying to think of the Austin players, right? 
Um, so that's how, you know, I thought it was going to, I, I definitely thought Austin might, that's the way the, the, the momentum was going. And Austin answered nicely a couple of times, but Utah, I was really shocked to see that Utah try right out, right out of the blocks, uh, to go up, uh, 34, 22. I, I thought Austin would score the next try. Yeah, they did. They, they got the, uh, so yeah, so on 60 to 70 minutes, they scored 10 answered points. Um, they, uh, they, they, they took, they, they knew there were three scores behind, so they took the penalty because they knew they needed at least, at right. least that. Um, they, uh, uh, we then had uh, um, the Whippy having a great break all the way down the field. Oh. We all think it's a try. And um, uh, we go back to the TMO. And, oh, that's something we, need to, we should talk about the coverage right. of this. But this was the first game right. they had a TMO in, which was, a bit, uh, which was, which was interesting to see. Wasn't it great? I mean, what, you know, wasn't it great? Didn't it make a difference? It gives you... It gives you so much more confidence in the decision. You know, you don't want to get. I know that you know they, they, referees maybe overseas are relying on the TMO too much. That's a whole conversation. But I thought today, particularly the first time the TMO was used, uh, was a significant difference and was able to make a decisive call out of one that might have gone the other way. And particularly on the high tackle on the non-try in the left-hand corner. Yep. Uh, in the lower left-hand corner, the non-try where he where he went over the top with the high tackle, you know that was great to see the uh, the TMO there on Honko's try, or no, excuse me, on Walsh's last try. Um, no, no, it was Honko's try when he when he when he made that nice break after Suniola. Um, it looked like he might have had a, a third movement, um, but he was already over the line when he made the third movement, so the ball had already scored. And, and again, that was verified by the TMOs. So really create some definition to the game. I became a TMO fan today, for sure. <laughs> I did. And I didn't have any stake in the game, you know. So so uh so I thought it was well used. Uh, I thought the referee Scott I thought the referee Scott did a great game, did play did a did a great job. Uh and and I thought the presentation of the match was excellent. I thought Dan Power did a super job on the on the commentary and high tower on the color. So let's yeah let, let's just go to that then uh, uh, the so I did want to touch touch on the comment coverage. Yeah, we're still we're still getting a, a, a quite a few uh, camera angles a bit too tight, tight in. Yes. Um, now I know a lot of people are saying we that they want they, they prefer they prefer to see where the, where the backs are. Personally, I just want, uh, just pan it out a little bit so I can see so the ball's not getting passed out of shot and suddenly like where did that go? Um, right. Well, I that, I think I. I have a feeling, if I may, I, I have a feeling that that the situation has to do with the crowd, maybe not show, having to show the, the crowd necessarily. That's been something in the States that I know has been discussed. Or we need, you know, the, there needs to be a better rugby side of the coverage in terms of those camera angles because we're abs it's absolutely panned in too closely to watch a rugby game effectively, definitely. Uh, so yeah, so sometimes, and, and then the other, the other point was, we've had it on other nights, but tonight for some reason we didn't have the ref, the ref mic. So it's always good. Right. To, it's good to have the ref mic so you can actually hear hear some of the things he's saying and explaining the decisions. Uh, because yeah, it's unfortunate we didn't have that one. Uh, I don't know if you know any reason why right. why that might be. Uh, no, not at all. No, so not yeah, all. Um, Garrett, we'll get back to your last question uh, in, in in a second. But the. Um, so we had that, yeah, we, we had that whippy break and I say, yeah, went back. Hopefully whippy's not too injured. He had to go off in a stretcher. So hopefully oh we, we wish him all the best and hope he comes back soon. 
Uh, he was, he looked, he was, you know, you could just, as they were describing what a great family they are and they are, um, you know, I, I put my, I remember my mother watching me play rugby and my brother wrestle and she'd watch games like this, you know, she'd be, you know, she, and that poor mother having two injured sons, you know, that's just gotta be brutal. And, 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 you know, Jared, uh, he was he was in tears on the on the stretcher on the way out. You know, you could just he's hurt. You could tell. You could tell he's hurt. It's, he's just very disappointed. You know, I, you know, if you're a rugby player, you've been injured. You know, and you've had you've had to take some time off. And you know, these guys are so excited to play in this league now. I mean, I'm sure missing what missing anything would it's just brutal. Yeah. And, and also with the junior internationals just coming up as well, players here. They, they, yes, we know that Gary Gold is yep. watching all of these games. Uh, they're, Absolutely. They're feeding back coaching tips to each of the coaches and all the players involved. Uh, it's a very yep. uh, there's, there's some very good centralised work off the pitch being done by the yep. Gary Gold and the and, and uh, USA Rugby. So that piece of that that bit by uh, so yeah so also with that sort of things with those those games coming up that's another reason why people yep. really don't want to get get injured this time of year. Uh, oh, absolutely, no question. It took a lucky bounce in the end. I mean, we had a lot of grubber kicks thrown in this game. And none of them seem to come off apart from the one which had that lucky bounce and led, led to a try. Yeah, and another try, yeah. They, I, I think they, there was a bit of overcooking that, that tactic. Definitely. Um, the back play was very strange today. Uh, you know, Austin looked very static. Uh, with the exception of Suniola a few times, you know, getting, getting the ball on the front foot. Um, and that, that, you know, the little grubber tactic is, it, Nice tactic for me, you know. I'm just wondering that with this greasy ball, that that's just a question. You know, it's just a questionable play. I I, I always like to play with the ball in hand in these type of conditions. You know, um, and uh, uh, yeah, it didn't come off. Definitely, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> so yeah, so they got that try. Got those ten answer points, and then they seem to go to sleep or got tired because, as you say, was it? Um, I've forgotten the guy's name now, but uh, the number four, Matt Jensen. Powered oh, off down the beautiful. field. Oh, wonderful. Love to see that. Love to see that. <laughs> Love the four and five. Love the four and five running down the field. That reminds me of yourself in your youth, eh? Um, but uh, oh, at least three players missed him on the, the on, on the game line when he broke through. Some some pretty poor first up tackling. The tackling was terrible. Um, the, 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 tackling, the tackling in the entire league, with the exception of... Glendale, uh, and, and a little bit what we've seen from the Seawolves has been pretty poor. You know, it's just been pretty poor. And, and, and I know these, hey, listen, and I don't mean to be negative about it. It's, it, the standards are going to rise. The coaches are going to take that from this game. And, and, you know, it's just going to be all about defense, 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 defense. It's got to be. I mean, uh, you can't win games. You can't win games allowing the breaks that we're allowed today. No chance. Particularly off of the first phase. Yeah, and both those last two tries in, that, in the last ten minutes there came off Austin messing up, losing their own lineouts. Uh, yeah, yes. Utah picking it off uh, and, yeah. uh, and 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 going on and scoring. Um, yeah. But some, we, we, we've been talking about um, Kurt Morath having a good game. Very nice, quick thinking to to chip it over for that last try. He knew where the space was. He was kept. He was playing very much the, the heads up rugby that we've talked about in previous yeah. post game shows. Uh, so yes, that's that that that's how, that's how it finished. Quick question from Garrett on the on, online. Uh, second match in a row, Austin has held on to Todd Clever as a substitute. Is that strategy 
playing experience against exhaustion. Uh, to me, he's a guy who retired, uh, was supposed to be only coaching. So he's only playing because of uh, a lack of bodies. I, I, I never expected him to be starting. I always thought he'd be a substitute because of that. I think he provides a, I think he provides a great impact off the bench. He actually did today. He didn't get to get rolling last week. Uh, you know, he, he, he's, uh, he's been doing the thing with the world, with the WWE he's been looking into, um, flirting with that a little bit. Uh, I think he made a comment in the press. No, I think it'd be great. I think it'd be great. I, I, I love it. We got you. How can you not love it? Uh, um, uh, the, uh, I'm, I'm not a fan the, uh, of the whole wrestling thing, so it's just... It's, it's, no, it's, no, it's, I'm not either, but I'm, I'd, be a, I'd be a fan of Todd Clever in the wrestling thing. You know what I mean? It, okay. It's, you know, I would... Right? Um, no question. And uh, we, have a, we have one of the owners of the uh, Rugby United uh, New York, uh, John Layfield, was an ex-WWE wrestler and, and of quite a very highly renowned one. So uh, maybe there's some connection there. Um no, but the the clever issue, the clever issue, you know, I think he's powerful off the bench. He can provide some nice experience for some young players. I'm sure him and Honko have a, a lot of conversations about how to play the number seven position. Uh, and it was nice to see Honko have a have a standout second half after literally not having his name called uh, in the first half. That's got to be a frustrating frustrating half for a player like that. Um, Uh, unfortunately, we lost Tony again, but yeah, clearly there were words had at halftime how to involve Honko in the game much more uh, because him and Soliano both uh, stepped up in that second half. Just some interesting things from the stats. So um, we don't have live stats. So I have been scribbling down my own stats to try and uh, try and provide us with some stats in this game. And one of the things you might notice is all these arrows going across. And what that shows you is all the times that we've had a penalty and they've decided to take a scrum. And boy, did that happen right. in, in some bursts. Wow. So I reckon we had probably uh, about four each where they took turn down penalties for a scrum, uh, which... Uh, it became um, a little bit of a macho. It became a little bit of a macho fest, for sure. No question. And professional rugby games shouldn't. They should have taken the points. They needed the points. Um, exactly. Um, Austin uh, got through, I, I, I counted at least 10 lineouts. I'm, I'm sure I missed a couple, whereas Utah I only had uh, a handful. So clearly... They, they had a lot more. And that came about because I think the penalties. Um, I, I, I racked up uh, Utah giving away 11 penalties uh, to Austin's eight. So, yeah, Utah's discipline uh, is, needs to be picked up on, I think. And uh, yeah. partially from, as you say, a lot of players playing um, on their yeah pl play, playing on their own rather than as a team. So, um, yeah, yeah. Paul, let me ask you. Paul, let me ask you a question. What do you think about the fitness? What do you think about the fitness? You know, as a as an overseas commentator, you know, and you know, I know you'll be doing a super game right at this one. You know, uh, what do you think of the fitness level of these games you've seen in the MLR? Uh, I think Austin definitely faded in that last ten minutes. Uh, they, yeah, they they have they have yeah. I, yeah. I I think yeah. I don't think Austin's uh, fitness was up to it. Now. Uh, I'm not great on USA geography, I'll be honest. Um, but right. um, yeah. my understanding is Utah's pretty high up. Uh, yes, absolutely. Whereas Austin is probably yeah. fairly closer to sea level, I think. So maybe right. maybe it was that. Maybe, maybe it was the altitude issue there mm -hmm. uh, that, 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 might, that might have caused that, which might be giving Utah and uh, Glendale. I think that they're the two teams at, at altitude uh, right. an advantage over the other, the other uh, right. five teams. One of the things I'm one of the things I'm trying to do is focus 
on particularly the 30 players that got named on the, well, the 16 MLR players that got named to represent the Eagles in this series. So today I was watching uh, Tamalau, uh, Honko, um, and the and Lasike. Lasike, of course, had a great game on both sides of the ball. Honko, you know, a little off in the first half, but he certainly picked it up in that try. You know, just shows what an what a, what a threat he is offensively. Oh no, we've lost you again. Um, yeah, no, I expect Lasike to be starting uh, if with that kind of performance. Uh, that's why he wouldn't be. Honko, as you say, he came back and played well. Tamalo took some flack in the Facebook feed, to be honest. Um, people thought right. that he was perhaps not showing the, the kind of, enjoyed it when he had the ball, but not showing the, the work right. rate that you want from, from that kind of player. Absolutely. I, I just thought, you know, in watching the, in watching the fitness levels, you know, Tamalo, the eight for Utah, I, I, I thought he picked his spots too much. I, I, you know, he was replaced after 55 minutes. If you're going to go for 55 minutes in a, in a rugby game and you're going to call yourself an international player, you have got to be moving for 55 minutes. And, um, and I just didn't see that in this particular game. I, you know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He's obviously a great player. But, uh, but today, I, you know, it's clear we've got some fitness issues. There's no doubt. No doubt. And that will that'll improve too. No question. But as any rugby player or rugby coach will tell you, the one thing you have control over in a rugby game is your fitness. It's the one thing. Absolutely, yeah. Even even the least skilled person can run all game uh, if, he, right. if he's fit enough. You're right, and exactly. I, I think whilst whilst Tamalau, as you say, is, is is on the Utah side, I thought Austin really struggled in that last ten minutes for fitness. Yeah, uh, there yep. there. Um, the and I really don't understand why Lasecki was taken off. I'll be honest, uh, taken off on on the hour mark. The, the most impactful yep. player for, for Utah. And I'm like, are you trying to lose this game? Because yeah. all yeah. of your good attack has come through him. It, that, that's where all your scores right. have come from. H- how are you Absolutely. taking him off? Yep. Um, yeah, I, I, I've, you know, I, I, you know I, I've never, re- as I've come back into the game in the last four years, um, the, the substitution philosophy, I still can't get my arms around it with certain decisions, you know, and today might have been one of them. But who knows, you know? Maybe uh, maybe Gary Gold called up and said, "Hey, get him off the field," you know, or something like that. I don't know. Um, uh, what an impactful player, though. I mean, he will be. I'll be very. I'll look very forward to seeing him against Russia and Scotland and Canada this summer. Absolutely. Oh yeah, he's, he's yeah. I, I I think he's got to start. Um, I must. I'm not, I don't know in depth. Well, we've got some saying. other twelves. You know, Bryce Bryce Campbell. Uh, for Glendale is a great player. He just got he just got signed by the London Irish uh, announced today. So we're, we're delighted about that uh, uh, for another American to be playing in the championship. And if he had gotten to play this year, it would have been the Premiership. <laughs> so let's um, let's take a little a little side alley down there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Ben Foden has uh, been uh, well. I've yeah. actually seen it announced, but I've seen everyone talking about the fact that he's going to be playing for Rugby United New York. And yep. someone actually tweeted me and said, Paul, uh, Ben Foden's heading over to, to America. Uh, is America going to be the new France with, uh, with, with sort of big salaries and stealing all the players? And I'm like, no, slow down, boy. Then, well, they might steal, they might steal all the players, but I don't know about the big salaries thing to start. So, you know, there is no way that I think this league has done a really good job putting together the salary structure, you know, and it's a pretty modest structure this year. And, 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 and let's praise the players 
you know, no one's getting rich here, right? No one's getting rich, okay, um, this year, and 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 no one's going to get rich next year. You know, we've got to just continue to build the brand, which I think all the teams are doing. It's fantastic. That was a great event today. I mean, it looked like a great professional sporting event in the United States today. So this game, the game will pick up. More money will come in. Sponsorship will come in. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to get some of those players to raise the levels to the standards that on every show I'm going to start to – I'm going to uh, evangelize my love for the USA Eagles. What can I tell you? So. Oh, absolutely. But, hey. but yeah, but, but, but we are, uh, what, five, ten years away at the least – from, yeah, absolutely. Uh, from MLR to start comp- competing yeah, with, no. with the uh, no. European oh, no. salaries. So no, uh, for those no, of you who are watching, from no, your, will, from no, your... that won't happen. That won't. That won't happen. It just ten years, even ten years. I don't see that. I don't see it happening. Uh, actually, we should talk about that on another show because I could see it happening. But certain things have to happen at the governance level in the in the United States rugby scene for that to be able to happen. Right, and, and it has so, to do with just it. It has to do with with marketing rugby throughout the country, you know, and and making the game available, making our brand available. Uh, so yeah, so that means that uh, yeah, so your people are watching from from the UK and uh, yeah, don't uh, and Northern Ireland. Don't worry about all your players getting poached by by uh, by no. the USA, uh, by the MLR. That's not going to happen anytime soon. Um, it's interesting to see. And well, you know, if, but uh, but that's yeah. yeah. And of course, of course, Wiles, Chris Wiles. Uh, who's just had a great run this season for the Saracens. I mean, his final year, what a great year he's had. Uh, you know, maybe he'll play a swan song year or two in in, uh, in the MLR, and there's been rumor of that too, and we would love that here. I mean, that would just really be a great you know, impetus for some young players to learn from a literally a rugby legend now uh, and also, you know, upgrade the standard of the game in the country and also, you know, kind of the, the name brand that we're trying to, to – uh, to achieve as well, yeah, absolutely. I, I hadn't mentioned him because it's still rumour. It's there's no, right. it's not clear as to where he's whether he is or isn't going to at the moment. Um, right. But, um, but yeah, uh, can you look forward to more Premiership teams trying to pick up Americans in relegation? Uh, look, we've had Americans over in the UK uh, uh, playing for, for quite a lot of teams, and we've got AJ McGinty at South Sharks. Um, we've got a couple of Ealing Trail Finders. Uh, it's you just say we're just it's going off to. Um, uh, I've gone blank, uh, London Irish. We've also seen uh, the captain of the Canadian side, the Maple Leafs, playing yep. in Super Rugby down in uh, yep. d- down in New Zealand for the, chi- for the Chiefs. So, yeah, these players are going to travel around. What a like fantastic season he's having. What a fantastic season that kid's having. Absolutely. I forget been... his name right now, but oh, my gosh. Yeah, great, great uh, player. Dur- Andrew Duratolo just retired so uh, from the 15s code, so he was playing at Ealing. Uh, I think he played a few games for Worcester this year as well on loan. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's the dream of any American player to play overseas. And I know that I, you know, if I was a guy like Bryce Campbell right now, I would definitely go overseas and and, ex- and have that experience with London Irish, no question. The MLR will be here, and there are good players that'll be able to come in and develop so that we get more top quality players playing the game at a high level. And congratulations to Bryce because that's a great achievement. Um. So, yeah, so back to the game, and you know, we talk about the coverage of the game, uh, and we talk about pictures and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, we're just left with uh, players of the game. Um, we mentioned a few of them, obviously. Uh, I mean, that Jensen was good, um, but also um, Tupelotu, the hooker for, for Utah, got Definitely. his around, around the pitch yes. as well. Absolutely, yep, yep. 
But it's definitely the twelve. You know, the twelve stood out so so badly today. Yeah, you know, so well today. I uh, just had a great game. No, no question who the man of the match is. Yeah, absolutely. Lusecki was definitely man of the match, even if he only paid for three quarters of the game. Um, <laughs> um, You've got a bone to pick with that one. I like it. I, like I, it. I just well, it's 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 rare for to, to pick a pick the pick the basically the yeah man of the match to not be on for the last yeah. five minutes. Really, not normally they are right. Um, right. right. The um, and I, the other thing that confused me initially was to see that I think it was um, Austin had basically switched some of their players around, had some of their substitutes actually start the game. So we had like jerseys right. number 21 and right. 19 or 18 on the pitch. Idea, no idea here on that. I got no, I've got no intel on that. I'm, I'm sure I could ask my friend, uh, Mr. Castro to find something out, but uh, uh, no, I have no idea on that. But I found it strange too. That was very strange. And it definitely confused me early early doors. I know uh, some of the chat on the Major League Rugby Reddit has been, should, shouldn't should we have um, set numbers for players and players have their own number? Personally, I whilst I'm, still, well, whilst I'm still learning a lot of the players and things, I find it much easier to have a number by position than at least I've got some idea as to who's running around uh, in, in that place. Rather, well, I, 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 I think, I think we're, I think, you know, you know, we're early days in the MLR, so we should, you know, no complaints. Everything's, from from from, I think everyone's level of expectation has at least been met or exceeded, um, and, and and I believe to this team. So so anything we're talking about are positive type constructive criticisms. Oh yeah, no, this is just um, how, how you market it to American audience whether they they should have right because uh, in, in NFL in, well, in fact in every sport that in a, I, well I'd be a big well, I'd be a big I'd be a big believer in having the heat press names on the back. I think it's important as we. You know, anyone watching that game would not know Lasique's name is Lasique unless, you know, they knew him. And they need to be selling some number 12 jerseys from Utah that say Lasique on them because kids are going to want that, you know. And, and, and that's what, you know, we'll get there. We'll get there. But, but uh, uh, I, I think anytime we can promote the brand, whether it's a name or a team, or a club, or a union, or anything, you want to be promoting your brand in this professional commercial atmosphere. And if that's putting names on the back of jerseys so that so that some fans can get some kids can get some heroes, I'm fine with that. Totally fine with that. Yep, and you see that in some in, in like extra Chiefs, for example, they have the first fifteen have their names on, uh, and then the substitutes, yeah. the substitutes just have Chiefs on, which I think is a bit strange. Chiefs, yeah, I, exactly. I would rather, yeah, yeah. I'd rather, that's all right. I'd rather all, all right. the players have have their names on even the even substitutes, but there you go. Well, there's probably there's probably some logistics behind that, that that neither you nor I would want to be part of. So, so I can appreciate that. Yes, but it so, would be nice if we had names on the back. And in uh, my opinion, one fun one was that the uh, so Cell Sharks, uh, for example, uh, were went went up to an away game and suddenly decided to play their nine at uh, at, at ten. And there was a couple of cheeky comments going, ah, oh, so do they, do, do they have 23 jerseys for every single player, just in case? Right, exactly. Right. right, exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but yes. Uh, okay, wait, sorry. Big diversions there. Um, yep. Any last points? Because I think I, I've, I've exhausted. No, no. We do, are we doing the game tomorrow? I'm going to be going to the uh, Seattle. Uh, I, I wasn't, because of family issues, I wasn't able to uh, to travel this week to New Orleans, but... 
I'm going to be going to the uh, watch party in Redmond, Washington tomorrow, and I'm sure there'll be a bunch of people there. We're going to have some fun. Uh, I'd love to do a show with you after the game. Maybe we could do maybe we could do some interviews with some famous people from Seattle. <laughs> oh, oh, do, do I get up? Are we able fun? to do the game tomorrow? It's, yeah, it's, it's early. It's, it's, we'll, we'll, uh, I'll talk to you after the game. I'll talk to you after. Uh, you've, you've, you've twisted my arm. Okay, right. I'll set my alarm for five o'clock in the morning, and we'll do the game tomorrow. There you go, Matt. Let's do it. There you go, Matt. Good man. Oh, Good man. Good man. <laughs> Seattle Sea Wolves. Well, we'll see you tomorrow, and everyone. I'll see you thanks, tomorrow. thanks for watching, and and uh, and again, I got to put a little plug in here for the Rugby World Cup. It's being hosted in San Francisco in July. There are still tickets available. It's going to be amazing. Uh, please come from wherever you are in the world. Come to the United States in July for the Rugby World Cup Sevens. And especially if you live in Seattle, I believe, not Seattle, sorry, in San Francisco, where it's been. San Francisco. Jeez. San, San Francisco. Francisco. Day tickets have gone on sale recently, so you don't have to buy the yes, whole weekend. Yes, that's correct. So if you, if you live there, that's pop correct. in just for the day, go watch it. Obviously, if you're traveling, you're going to want to get the weekend ticket because you want to be there for, the, for, for all of it. But hey, if you live in uh, San Francisco, pop down for the day uh, because, hey, it's going to be it's a fantastic It's pretty amazing. Having been, to, having been to a number of Hong Kong Sevens, uh, sevens tournaments are absolutely a blast. Anyway, uh, Tony, let people absolutely. know where they can get hold of you. And uh... yeah, I do. I do a blog. Uh, uh, www.blog.ridnell.com This way. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Sorry, you, you, blog you, down, down to your. Down, down I'm to sorry. Your <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Blog, blog. This way. Blog.ridnell.com uh, And I and I write on some governance issues in USA Rugby. Uh, we've got some some some. We've got some challenges in the country at this time. One of the bright spots is certainly the uh, MLR and what they've done this year. And uh, yes, I'm Paul. Bay. Paul, Bay. Oh, I'm Paul. Yeah, uh, I'm driving more. Twitter handle just down there. Always a good rugby chat, chat down below. Uh, and uh, yeah, dial in after the uh, game tomorrow night, tomorrow afternoon. Sorry, or tomorrow evening, whatever time it is in the USA, um, because uh, Tony and I will be back. And I think we might also have um, Rob from uh, um, Rugby North America or something like that. Twitter handle. So. Nice. Um, so I think we'll, yeah, we'll have an extra guest as well because uh, he said he could do it. And I said, no, I'll be asleep. But now I'm not going to be. So anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right, man. Thank you, everybody. See and, you tomorrow. Uh, enjoy Thanks, watching. Cheers. Bye-bye.